Hello, welcome to this 24th episode of the Eaching with Clarity podcast, and thank you for listening. Today's reading is from a listener called Rachel, a neuroscientist, who asked, how can I lose habitual hardship? I think you'll agree that's an intriguing question. Really, a lot of the joy of reading for other people is hearing the questions they bring to the oracle. Often it's something I'd never have thought of. Rachel's reading was quite an involved one. I think we discussed it for about 40 minutes. So I won't add extra commentary in the middle, or this episode would just get too long. But I do want to mention before we start how helpful it can be to think of a reading in terms of what it isn't saying. With this one, I think it starts by not quite accepting the thinking behind the question, that she can have hardship and struggle, or she can have ease, and ease is the opposite of hardship. Not quite, says ye. For you, great taming and pushing upward are the opposite of hardship. Great care and mastery and growth. And then, as we engage with the reading, the contrasts that are built into the oracle really help to open it up. How great taming isn't small taming. And how it's not its paired hexagram, 25, without entanglement. And again, how the relating hexagram, 46, isn't its paired hexagram, 45. It really is that simple. It could have said that, but it didn't. Huh, you say. How interesting. What are the differences? And that can open a door into what the reading's saying. Okay, on with the reading. I'm just excited to have this opportunity with you, so yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah, um, I'm very glad you've come and are sharing your reading. Um, can you start by telling us telling me a bit more about your question? Because you asked, how can I lose habitual hardship? And I'm wondering, what is habitual hardship? Well, it, it's really interesting because sort of categorising my life, I always choose the hard road. I have had a lot of... Um, I have had a lot of sort of abusive happenings right from childhood. Um, so things being hard, things having to be a struggle, things um, not being easy is familiar to me. It's really familiar in that when things are going well, I actually get anxiety about that. <laughs> it's, very, it's really straight, you know. Mm-hmm. I've dedicated my life to studying the brain. So, you know, this is this is something that is um really interesting for me. It's because it's so familiar that I, everything is tough, everything's hard. I'm like constantly in warrior mode, you know, and I'm always mm-hmm. fighting the fight, and that's so familiar. Um, you know, except that you you are more creative, you're more innovative, you're healthier, you have greater well-being when you are actually in, in a state of ease, in a state of um, peace and, you know, awe and beauty. And it's like, however much I um, work on myself, and believe me, you know, I'm a neuropsychologist, a neuroscientist, and I am my own experiment constantly. Um, mm. The... It, it, that's always my fallback stance where, you know, it's hardship and I have to work hard and I have to, you know, progress. Mm. So, yes, I noticed that you say worked on yourself. 
Well, so, oh, yeah. there's, here's, here's another task. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's mm. never ending, isn't it? It's the never ending quest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and this, you say, affects, has an impact on how you move forward or. Yeah, it, it's, it's almost like if, if, you know, hardship is, is my um, narrative, if, if that's my mm-hmm. story, it's mm-hmm. like, you know, constantly triumphing over the hardship, you know, try, it, you know, it ha- has quite an, an effect on energy levels, quite an effect on mm-hmm. availability um, to actually move forward to to get other things done and it's pretty difficult for people around me because you know my partner says you know you're constantly doing you're constantly striving you're constantly working there's always something you know, there's always something to be done now he's he's the exact opposite of me he his he prefers to do nothing <laughs> we are quite the paradox you know <laughs> yes, I mean it's it's an interesting reading, kind of for all the things it doesn't say in a way, um, yeah. because it does not say do nothing at all. Yeah. Um, how can I lose habitual hardship? Hexagram twenty six, great taming, yeah. changing yeah. lines one and six to forty six, and that sitting in the background is pushing upward. The idea of climbing and going somewhere. Um, mm. so there's. Great taming in the foreground, which is like being a big, successful farmer where you own your realm and you care for the things there and you grow them. And underlying that is 46, which is a desire to move forward and go somewhere and, and grow things again. Um, great taming, especially if some twerk translates it as great taming. Um, it does like this one. Um, it looks mm-hmm. like being in control, but that's not really the point of the hexagram, I don't think, nor of the reading. It's very outward looking. It's not how can I get on top of things and hang on to what I've got and survive. It's, okay, I've got the farm working. I know what I'm doing. So where can I go from here and what can I give? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's that's kind of the basic trajectory of the reading. Um, you mm-hmm. lose the habit of hardship actually not by looking for rest at all it's by looking forward and outward assuming that you're going to be taking on more and entering new territory and reaching new heights um i suppose crisis management you referred to that i suppose crisis management says more how can i get through this how can i hang on mm-hmm. and it's like the sort of national climate in the UK at the moment with prices soaring and energy prices about to do something ridiculous. The media is not full of people saying, um, well, gosh, what new what new heights can I climb? It's full of people saying, how can I get through the winter or how can I put food on the table tomorrow? It's how can I get, you know, how can I survive? How can I hang on? How can I not lose more? Um, and this reading is what can I grow? Where can I grow? How can I expand? Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, so, it's, yeah, it's... I, laugh all the time. I laugh all the time, Hillary, because I say at the moment with the UK in particular being as it is, I should be living my best life because it's just so dystopian. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, 
you know, I'm an expert on dystopia. <laughs> you know, that is my. You know, yeah, you like, should be right at home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Malcolm is my best friend, or you know what I mean, and it's that kind of thing. And it, but there's such a yearning, and it's interesting. It's so interesting because with what you've just said, and I'm, I'm listening to you. And it's like, I've chosen probably the hardest time to want to let go of habitual hardness because I'm surrounded mm. by, you know, everything. You say, no, 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 you, you need to, you need to keep a grip of it. But I completely understand, you know, understand and I completely agree that, no, I want to grow past it. I want to get beyond it because it's not serving me. It doesn't serve anybody, but it's especially not serving, serving me to be able to, become and, and grow into who I want to be or who I, you know, hesitate to say should be, but who I mm -hmm. think I could be, you know. Mm. Yes, <laughs> yes, let's let's avoid the should word if we can, actually. Um, so, yeah, um, I want to start with 26 and then talk about 46 and then get to the moving lines that join the two together. Great taming. Um, taming, it mostly means caring for, nurturing, actually. It's about rearing animals, but as in, you know, cherishing them, feeding them, looking after them. And there's a secondary meaning of holding something in check and controlling it. I, I think if you think about what the farmer does with the animals um, and with the land, there's there's an element of controlling, but it's for the sake of nurturing and growing. It's not hexagram nine. It's not small taming. And that's a somewhat frustrating hexagram. If you've had that where you can see the, you can see there are clouds, but it's not raining yet. So you're preparing and you're not able to act yet. And you have to learn to deal with the insecurity and adapt to the vagaries of the elements. You know, maybe it will rain later and I've got to trust that and I better be ready and so on. Um, but no, you have great taming. This is much further along. This is the big farmer rearing big animals. I mean, there are moving lines, ones you haven't got, but you know, they're still part of it, talking about rearing horses and boars and bullocks. Mm. Um, you know, this is not just three chickens in the backyard. This one is definitely not in danger of starving, so the challenges are quite different. Mm. I like understanding hexagrams by what they're not. Um, it's, mm, it's also not the hexagram before, and that might be important. It's not hexagram 25. All hexagrams come in contrasting pairs. And 25 is without entanglement. And the contrast between the two says great taming means the right time. Without entanglement means disaster. Mm. Which is a bit odd because twenty without entanglement, twenty-five means more than that. But it does include the sense that shit happens and this doesn't necessarily make it your shit. Um yeah. and so it's disentangled, disengaged, don't claim ownership and assume that you have to fix it all. And that includes past and future troubles that you don't have to go after. So on the one hand, this is not that. This is not a time of disaster. This is the right time. It's a good time. And so the right response is different. It has much more to do with owning and claiming and less to do with disowning and disengaging. But it also follows from that. Being without entanglement, hence capable of taming, says the sequence. 
I think you have to be able to say that's not mine before you can say this is mine. You can't mm. uh, feed your big animals if you're running around thinking, I don't know, well, I mean, if only I'd done that differently last year, I might have more potatoes now. And what am I going to do next year about the run of beans or whatever? Mm. Um, no, you have to be doing owning your thing now and doing your thing now. So it's like the energy is liberated from all the stuff that is not yours to worry about. Mm. Um, you kind of set your relation to the stuff that happens or the shit happens to rights, and then you can contain more and your world can start to expand. Mm. And, yeah, that's very much what happens in 26, your world expands. Its oracle says, great taming, constancy bears fruit. Not eating at home is good fortune, and it's fruitful to cross the great river. Ah. So to start with, constancy bears fruit. You can carry your ideas through, you can stick to things, and they'll work. Which is nice, because constancy in this oracle doesn't always bear fruit. Advice is quite often mm. to let go of the idea that you're so married to. Here, you know, you have the resources, you can persist, things will work. Then it says not eating at home is good fortune. Um, tradition says that this means going to the court to find work, because that was like the only place to go to find work where you could use your talents more fully and be of greater service. Um, the idea is you've grown more than you can eat on your own, really. Bradford Hatcher wrote a brilliant teaching. He said, not dining at home and crossing great streams puts us in a larger world serving higher powers. So there is a sense of, okay, where can I be of service? Which is a very different thought from how can I get through this crisis in one piece? Mm. Um, also, before I knew any of that, um, not eating at home, it struck me that, you know, I mostly do eat at home and then I eat the same things every day. Um, mm. And when you don't eat at home, you go out and you have a different diet. You challenge yourself to assimilate something new, mm. as in new ideas, new sustenance, new experience. Mm. Um, so this is what I mean by the sense of your world expanding. Yeah. That's really exciting. Yes. Yes, it is. It's a nice hexagram. Cross the river, it says. It's fruitful mm. to cross the great river. And the core idea there is to enter new territory. Um, mm. And the obvious and easy and safe thing to do is to stay on this bank and not wade into the fast-flowing waters. Um, mm. But... You know, there's something different over there, new realms to conquer or new partners to marry. Um, the imagery can mm. mean either and both. Mm. So, yeah, not eating at home, crossing the Great River, out we go. Um, mm. Mm. Well past subsistence by now. <laughs> yes. It's not laughing at me. It's not laughing thinking. You're well past crisis. You know, you're not just yeah. about managing. You, you like, yeah. you need to like 
you need to leave that on this side and cross the river, get to the other side where it's like yep. party, party, party. <laughs> Well, I don't know. I mean, it might be it might be party, 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 or it might be you know embarking on a major uh, military campaign where you have to follow your destiny and do all sorts of extraordinary things. Um, uh, but it's but yeah, it's certainly it's not. not it's, you're probably right. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's not sit it's not sit on this side and count the number of beans in the cup in the jar in the cupboard anyway. Yeah. Yeah. That's I think the main thing. Um. Another picture you get in a hexagram is the one made by its trigrams. Do you know what I mean by that? Um, tri the trigrams tenu and that's tenuously, a yeah, ten tenuously, but nowhere near, right. you know. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah. Yeah, your, he your, your hexagram has six lines, and that's made of two groups of three lines, and each one is a trigram. Yeah. yeah. And each trigram represents a natural force and way of moving. And the two together yeah. tend to make a picture. Um, yeah. Some of them more literal or easy to imagine than others. This one shows yeah. heaven on the inside and mountain on the outside. Um, yeah. And you can imagine being on a very, very high mountain and looking down on the clouds. Yeah. I kind of imagine how um time and the laws of nature are captured in the formation of mountains over time sort of as mm. if they contain layers of time yeah china had its sacred mountains and climbed mm. the mountains to connect with heaven mm. um it's possible to think of the mountain as kind of containing heaven but you could also say that if heaven is on the inside, then that's really expanding the space below the mountain, mm -hmm. and the boundary it forms mm -hmm. becomes much further away. Um, mountains are limits, mm -hmm. and here's a, here's the sky on the inside. Like the sky is the limit. Yeah, <laughs> all of heaven is on the inside. Again, you know, the world is expanding. Yeah, uh, yeah. Heaven also it represents ideas and. Um, inspiration and insight and the laws of nature and how how it is. Mm. Um, so this sort of also looks like internalized wisdom, internalizing what you know. Mm. And it's contained securely with stability because what's sitting on the top is a mountain and they are not known for jumping about in a frenzy. You know, it's just there. Mm. Um, it's secure and it's stable and it uh, and it contains a whole lot, mm. um, and it can yeah it contains energy and potential and yeah the authors of the image, mm. who um who were brilliant people who wrote about the trigrams, um mm. they saw it as something like a library in a cave I think, heaven dwells in the centre of the mountain great taming, a noble one uses the many annals of ancient words and past deeds and nurtures his character. Um, yeah, I mean, how does your world expand through books? Yeah, <laughs> That's a definite mine definitely, yeah, mine definitely yeah. does. Yeah, yeah, I'm an avid learner. An avid learner. My friends mm. laugh. It's like, oh, it's like, what, what are you learning this year? What, what lessons are you accumulating <laughs> after your initiative? I'm like, you have to learn. You have to keep on learning. You cannot be stagnant. You need to learn. Mm. You know. So yeah, yes. I, I completely agree with that. Yeah. 
Yeah. So this is, I, this is very practical, really. You know, what have mm. you learned? What have other people learned? What do you know? And how does this build up um, your day, mm. your character, your power, your resourcefulness? It feels very mm. solid and confident, this. Um, yeah. yeah. I'm part of a Facebook group for gardeners and some of them are relative beginners like me, and it's like I put some seeds in the ground and we'll see if anything happens. Um, and the others are, and there are also some really experienced ones um, who, you know, know, you know, we're doing beans there this year, and the family's the family's getting fed, and I'm going to be, I'm going to be bottling that and freezing this. Um, you know, it's not hit and miss anymore. <laughs> they know what they're doing. It must be nice. So yeah, this is more like that. Um, so that's. 26, the inner realm, the inner space expanding and mm. full and saying, okay, how can this be of service? And then 46, I think pushing upward really joins with that. Um, mm. with the idea of not eating at home and crossing the great river, trying to enter the bigger world and use your skills and your knowledge and which is hard one and, you know, go somewhere with it. Um, how can great taming push on upward? And hexagram 46 kind of emerges from it. And you've got the bottom and the mm. top line changing. Um, and this mm. sort of comes through the middle, almost as if um, the first hexagram is sort of hatching and this is coming coming mm. through. Mm. So it's called pushing upward, mounting, rising, raising. Its name originally shows a scoop, a measuring scoop, which is actually quite a small one. Um, mm. And so there are two aspects to it. It means something that happens one step at a time, one small step at a time. Um, mm. It grows, but not overnight. And the mm. other is that it does grow. It's not just put one foot in front of the other to keep going. It's going mm. somewhere. It wants to progress. Mm. It wants to get to a higher level, um, something more yeah, not just more, but more meaningful. Mm. Um, there's an implied story in the lines of um, climbing Mount Chi. You know, I mentioned sacred um, sacred mountains yeah. you climb to make an offering, and there's an implication of that in there. Um, mm. This one comes from 45, which is gathering, and it's not 45. Mm. There's the contrast in the sequence again. 45 is where energy gathers and the people gather and they bring their great sacrificial animals and the king is in the temple. And there's this, there's a great sense of this is who we are. This is all, this is who I am. All, all the me's, all the little me's all get my whole, it all gathers together here. This is where the meaning is. This is where I invest the best of me. Um, and the sense is, I think that this, intensity of investment and identity. It kind of wants to go somewhere. It comes a point where it wants to go somewhere. It's a lot like a germinating seed, which contains all the information to create the whole plant and all the energy. So, you know, at the point of germination, that's what it wants to do. It wants to grow. That's all it knows how to do. So yeah, it's um it's not the gathering time. It's the time for movement, and it's based in the gathering, in the storing up. Mm. The oracle for this one, it's sort of one of my favourites. Um, it says, 
pushing upward, creating success from the source, make use of seeing great people, do not worry, set forth to the south, good fortune. Mm. I love that it puts do not worry in the middle of it in so many words. It's an imperative. It's really clear. Um, Because actually the beginning of this hexagram, you know, the situation one finds oneself in at the beginning of it can be quite worrying. You know, I am at Mm. the bottom of this mountain. I can't even see all the way up. Mm. The idea that I'm going to climb it is ridiculous. So it says, make use of seeing great people. Sometimes that means other people, people who've climbed it already, um, you know, the mm. Sherpas who know the way. Mm. Sometimes it can be, sometimes it can be about your future self if you can see her mm. who's already climbed it. Um, yeah. Maybe one or other of those, maybe both. The idea, either way, is, I think, is to, to personalize this idea of climbing, um, so you can, yeah. so it becomes more relatable. Yeah, this is something human mm. beings do. Mm. <laughs> real real ones, it really happens. Yeah. Then it says, do not worry, which does not need explanation. And then it says, set <laughs> forth to the south, good fortune. Mm. This has to, yeah, there's a lot of complicated stuff background to this, but it's basically as if you were the ruler and you're sitting in the most honoured position and you're orienting yourself by the stars and you're aligned by heaven and setting out into sort of the sunlit uplands, really. Mm. Mm. Except that you don't get to teleport there. Mm. <laughs> you, do, you do have to go one step at a time. You will need boots. You know? yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So overall, I think this it's, you know, it starts with kind of the raw creative impulse and it translates that into a vision of where we're going. And... Mm. Yeah, and sort of lines up, lines itself up so it can go there. Mm. Um, and the trigram picture for this one really is that germinating seed because mm. the inner trigram is wood or, the, mm. or plants and the outer trigram is earth. So mm. it's, you know, it's a picture of growth under the earth. And the seedling is growing and penetrating the soil putting out roots Mm. one millimetre at a time, Um, Mm. and the earth is allowing and supporting and accepting. Oh, and being Mm. patient. The image says, the centre of the earth gives birth to wood, pushing upward. A noble one with patient character builds up small things to attain the high and great. Mm. Um, It's very practical, this. Especially because I think there's a bit of a tendency to say, well, that's inadequate. That's far too small. That's definitely not what I had in mind. Um, Mm. And if you, you know, imagine you have just started some seeds and you've just got a couple of little seed leaves sticking up. Mm. Well, that doesn't look like a tomato plant. I'm going to pull it up. No, that's, that's not how it's done. (laughs) It's, it's working on it. (laughs) Um, So yeah, it's not missing out any steps. You watch Star Trek? I do. I, I, I do watch Star Trek. Oh, excellent! Yeah. Oh, wait, it's all coming out now. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The Star Trek storyline, yes. Okay. Well, all I all I wanted to say is that this is not a transporter. Yeah, <laughs> it's not. You dematerialize yeah. here and you rematerialize over there. All, all the steps in yeah. between happen too. Yeah. I should get to the moving lines, but 
before I do, there is one other thing I want to mention about both these hexagrams, and that's their nuclear hexagram. Mm -hmm. Um, That's the hexagram that is kind of stored and hidden inside a hexagram. It's made by unpacking its inner lines. You take the trigram made of lines two, three, and four, and the one made of lines three, four, and five, and unfurl that to create a hexagram. Um, what you get is a hidden core, the core of the experience, kind of inner theme, what this is about. And since these two only differ in lines one and six, which aren't involved in making that, they share a nuclear hexagram, which is 54, the marrying maiden. Um, which comes as a bit of a surprise because that's about marrying as a second wife and becoming absolutely the junior partner in everything, not in control and really quite out of your depth. Mm. Um, the logic I see in this is that hexagram 46 wants to climb up and participate in something bigger. Hexagram mm. 26, Great Taming, wants to cross the river, go beyond the familiar, and expand its experience. So they both want to move into something bigger. And the thing about making your world bigger is that you become smaller, relatively mm. speaking. Mm. And I, I think that's what the 54 is doing here. Might come as a surprise because, you know, the great farmer is in control of all she surveys, and, you know, mm. the mountaineer is clumping up the mountain steadily, but there is this sense mm. of suddenly, you know, finding yourself very small in a very large world. Yeah, I think I think that feeling small it is sort of the theme and, and that what does prevent mm. me at times, because like, you know, I, I want to, you know, do so much. I want to have this, you know, I'm sure that I could have impact in different areas, you know, Reverting back to what you were saying, well, no, I don't think it's going to be a party. It might be actually, <laughs> yeah, and may actually be work involved. Yeah, yes. mm. yeah. I think that that's the point. Is that you know that that concept of feeling very small is mm. what I carry through through life. That is that feeling. That what well, you know, who am I? That is that who am I to do this? Who am I mm-hmm. to think I could? So hmm. it, it makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, you know, so you have you have that underlying like you could do this, you could do that, but who am I? Because I am this, you know, little speck. Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> really I mean, the, the way it's yeah, but I mean, the way it's built into this, you know, you you don't have great taming without containing without it containing this. Um, yeah. So yeah, maybe it's just a natural part of it. Your world yeah. expands. You find your, you move into something bigger, you find your smaller. It's, yeah, that's kind of just, yeah. yes, how it goes. That's part of it. Mm. Yeah. But, but, and, and to look at it sort of the natural evolution and, and mm. not a barrier, it's just part of, this is a natural part of moving forward. Yes. It, it's not, yeah. it's not repeat to say, go back into your box. <laughs> yes, it's not exactly. Repute. It's, it's, it's not a warning sign that you're in the wrong place. Um, yeah that you shouldn't be here it's just you know feeling small okay Mm -hmm. that probably means your world just got bigger yeah yeah here you are um so moving lines time i think what joins um what joins great taming and pushing upward um 
what are the steps? How how does it do this? And you get just one step at the beginning and one at the end with this big leap between them. Uh, line one. There is danger fruitful to stop it. Thanks ye, what danger, I think. Um, you may look at this at times and see what the danger is at once. Um, mm. If you have that experience, I don't want to get in the way of it. Because that yeah. does happen to people who get this line. You're nodding. Yeah, because I think it's, you know, all the, I think this is part of all the hardship stuff is that even if something might not be potential, you know, like actually come out as danger, the minute I feel like it could potentially be dangerous, just like, oh, step away from it, you know. And so, it, it, yeah, mm -hmm. it, it, feels, um, it feels like a familiar, that familiar, feels familiar territory when there's trouble, you know, I have like sort yes. of super senses. So maybe I anticipate trouble when there might not actually be any. <laughs> maybe, but I mean, if there, when there is, and this says sometimes there is, then stopping it is a good idea. Yeah. You might get an idea of what kind it is from the hexagram this line creates if it changes on its own, the one it's connected mm. to, which is 18, which is corruption, which mm. is about negative patterns ingrained or inherited hidden mm. forces that create negative, visible negative results. Um, mm. And the word danger itself actually has this great big range of meanings. It includes a whetstone to sharpen knives, and it includes a malevolent ghost. Um, mm. So, yeah, danger, I know it's something with the potential to do harm that's stored up and maybe hidden. And often, you know, when this word comes up in the Jing as an omen, it's often something that's neutralized by being aware. Um, mm. So, I mean, looking at it in combination with 18, if corruption is telling you about the nature of the danger, I think it's about breaking a pattern, mm. ending a hangover from the past. Yeah. If you want to change direction, the first thing you do, you know, if you're walking and you want to change direction, the first thing you do is stop. Mm. Um, yeah. Come to a halt and then, uh, you know, and yeah, then restart. Mm. Yeah. 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 Apply the brakes before taking the corner if you don't want to fall off the bicycle. Ask me how I know. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the, this is line one of great taming. It's the very first step to great taming. And the first thing it says is stop. And actually, mm. the second line is about stopping as well. So it's as if the, yeah, the beginnings of it are not about what you start building or where you start expanding, but about the tracks you stop running you down. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I think it might mean alertness about habits. Yeah. Not least mental ones. Yeah. Being willing to say, um, why? Oh, really? Why? Why this way? Or where does that come from? Yeah. Um, you know, just pause for thought and making things less automatic. Mm. So you, know, you have this right at the beginning. Let's de-automate the process, get off the tracks, mm. apply the brakes, be able to consider where this is going. Mm. Um, and then, you know, and then the hexagram has all these lines about taming and mastering different animals, and you don't have any of those. All the lines about how to put a lid on things and how to contain and control things. 
You don't have any of those. Then you have line six, where the the lid, as it were, the top yang line that sits on things, is opened up. And it says, is this heaven's highway creating success? <laughs> it's a nice line. <laughs> it, it, well, this is, the, this is what I mean. It's, it sort of goes from warning to, you know, look out for trouble to go hmm. back there and say, oh, you know, can you reach the pinnacle of everything that you've ever imagined that you could in heaven? <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm. yeah. Yes, I stopped the 18E, the corruption kind of pattern, check the momentum, and this opens up. Um, let's ex let's go explore. My experience mm. of this line is it's um, it's not like having a car to steer. It's more like having a wave to surf. Um, mm. Quite often people get it, and it's not things going according to plan. There are quite a few examples of blessings in disguise, often quite good disguise. Um, mm. Um, things are working out in their own way. Heaven is doing its thing. Creation is happening. I remember hexagram 54. Um, mm. You're smaller than you think you are. Mm. This line, changing on its own, gives you hexagram 11, and that is flow, mm. heaven in the earth. Yeah. Um, and on the one hand, that's a hexagram that does mean you can do what you have in mind. Your creative ideas can be carried through. But the experience of it is also, it's quite often this kind of whooshing sound of uh, change happening. Yeah. So it's like the lid has come off, everything's come to expression and is working itself out and potential is becoming manifest. And yeah, creative force mm. is flowing through. Um, mm. Get your surfboard, it doesn't have a steering wheel, kind of feel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to. Work on your core strength there, aren't you, to make sure I don't fall yeah. off it. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> that too. Mm. Yeah. It's a fun reading. How to lose the habit of hardship. It kind of feels like it's gone. Um, this is already happening. I was happening. just going to say that. I was just going to say, maybe, it, you know, the, the oracle was sort of saying to me, it's already gone. Stop hanging on to it. Prepare yourself mm. for what's coming. Yes. Yeah, I think so. I'm, yeah. It's almost it's almost as if you were asking, okay, how do I do this? Can I have a sort of step-by-step -step work plan for letting go of this habit of working through things <laughs> yeah. and having plans? <laughs> it's like, no. What a process, because my processes haven't worked. You know, that was my mm. thinking. Obviously, they haven't worked, so, so I need to get some kind of divine um, process <laughs> Yes, yeah, so I, so I can so I can really yeah. work hard on this not have on this not working hard thing. Yeah, mm. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you have yeah. to laugh at the sense of humour. I mean, you has mm. such a great sense of humour, you know. Yeah, and it's so large. Yeah. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yes. I, I don't. I yeah. I feel as if I'm being laughed at sometimes by. Oh, you know, by a by a blue whale or something, yeah. something that's yeah, yeah, yeah. you know where the, where the sort of eyeball is rather a lot bigger than I am, and it's looking at me and going, "Yeah, right, yeah, mm. <laughs> yeah." And yes, I'm. This is already happening, yeah. and what you what you know and what you contain, and 
Mm -hmm. the things you've gone through and what you have learned and the books you have read and the letters letters you've accumulated after your name whatever whatever it's already turning to growth and progress and climbing Mm -hmm. um yeah they said it doesn't talk about ease as in nothing happening yeah Um, yeah the opposite of hardship is not um turning yourself into a sort of oven basted turkey on a beach um, yeah. 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 It's Well, I'm just gonna learn how to surf through life. Like, yeah, it's what you're doing is surfing to heaven's highway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Which may be which may be a bit damp and accompanied by loud roaring noises, but you know. Yeah. 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 Mm. <laughs> yeah, and the, the opposite of, of crisis management and hardship is exploration and newness and growth and also service. There's also yeah. that sense of where am I, where am I going with yeah. this? Yeah. 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 What's yeah. next? Yeah. Mm. Well, what a lovely, re- what a lovely reading. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. a lovely reading. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for sharing it. No, thank you. And thank you for, for explaining it. And, you know, as you were talking, I was just like, oh my God, it's already done. I'm like, and, and how mm-hmm. ironic. <laughs> so no thank you so much Hilary I really enjoyed that so thank you so much lovely thank you so that was our reading for this time as always I really hope you enjoyed it and found it helpful do let me know especially please do get in touch if you have any suggestions for improvement you can always reach me by email Hillary at Online Clarity Co. UK. That's H I L A R Y at O N L I N E C L A R I T Y dot C O dot UK. Thank you again for listening. I really do appreciate your time, and I'll be back next month. <laughs>